Welcome to Life and Transition Experts Podcast, a community of professionals, entrepreneurs, and service providers committed to growing their business by serving others through life's biggest challenges, including probate, estate planning, and small business growth. Join the Life and Transition Experts Facebook group and YouTube channel for free resources, tips, and strategies to help let your light shine. Hosted by Courtney Rollins, the Durham, North Carolina probate expert. All right, let's dive headfirst into this episode. Right. Yes. Very excited about today's conversation with this uh, gentleman that I get to meet um, that I've had the good fortune to, to connect with through um, some of the, the Facebook groups that are out there. So using Facebook groups to be able to network is a powerful thing. And today on Life and Transitions Expert Podcast, we have Philip King from King Estates uh, Services. Here he is a full service provider when it comes to probate, when it comes to estates, uh, it helps you from start to finish. He'll be able to share a lot more about well, what he does. But if you are in the Charlotte area, if you're in the larger Mecklenburg area, or if you're in North Carolina, or if you're interested in how you uh, can utilize services uh, related to state uh, planning and um, state administration and all the things that come through to when it comes to personal property and real property, we're going to have a great uh, treat for you today. Um, so uh let me get out of the way and uh well actually let me just say hello again i'm courtney courtney rollins here on facebook just in case you don't know i'm the host of life and transitions experts and this is live so if you have any questions or comments or anything like that drop them in the chat and we'll definitely get to them but um philip what's, what's going on how you doing mr king how's it going there we're doing pretty good how are you oh i'm feeling blessed i'm feeling great so tell us let us know more about exactly what you do when it comes to i know the word estate uh you know uh industry is a large industry but what exactly uh uh what exactly what are some of the main focuses of your companies so what we kind of started off with is um well i wasn't even a realtor we we actually started i started probably 30 years ago oh, wow. um going to estate sales going to auctions going to you know uh the different events that uh for the sales I would buy stuff, resell it um, to make pocket money. I was a paramedic for many years, and that's how I played golf was however much money <laughs> I made at the sales. Um, and through that, I learned a whole bunch about um, some of the rules of the states um, when it comes to sales. Um, I learned um, how to network with a lot of different people. So at, um, at one point, I think I had over a thousand contacts of people who, if I find if I find sewing machine, I know exactly who I'm calling. Oh wow! They'll tell me all I need to know about it, and they're probably going to buy. Um, you know that sort of thing. So I built up that uh, network of people to to sell this stuff for, and kind of through a quirk, I had a neighbor um, who asked if I knew how to get rid of some stuff. She was her and her husband were downsizing, um, and they were going to be moving back to Florida, going from a 2,600 square foot house to a 1800 square foot apartment so there's a lot uh -huh. of things that they just want to get rid of and i was like well you know just put it on facebook people are buying uh -huh. she's she 70 something years old she's like no <laughs> so you know i said well listen i'll put it out there and you uh when i sell it you know i'll just bring the people over they'll think they're dealing with me and you know 
Right. We'll liquidate it all for you. We liquidated her whole house in about a day and a half. Oh, um, wow. But then she told someone who told someone. And then very shortly, I got asked about doing an estate home. I was like, okay, um, which was new for me, but I had been to so many. My first thought was, oh, it's got to be an auction. Well, no, it doesn't. Turns out um, that's a common misconception is that the contents and things like that have to be done by auction. Um, I found that auctions are actually very detrimental to the family. Mm. Um, the, 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 the way auctions are set up and the rules of auction, especially in North Carolina and South Carolina, um, depending on how the state is set up, uh, there are rules and those rules can really hurt people um, because it's top bidder on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Whoever bids the highest for that item is going to get it. Mm. And if there's certain items that uh, can't be bidded on because you don't have the right uh, credentials or the right manpower to get it or whatever, right. that can really hurt your return. So what we started doing was uh, assisting, if you will, executors in the liquidation of the assets of the of the um, not real property but personal property um, we had on staff uh, our own ffl who could handle the firearms um, we have uh, a gentleman who is uh, certified for jewelry and gold and that sort of thing and we started putting these together um, first six months of this we went from zero to 14 houses in six months oh wow um, which was great. We thought this is wonderful. Me and my father-in-law were doing it and we're just the two of us and it was working out great. Um, and then the next year, I guess the word got out because we got so busy. It was crazy. We couldn't keep up. So around um, what time was that first, that for, the 14 houses when it, at the end of that, that year? That would have been, let's see, this is 2023 now. Um, so we're looking at 2018. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so pre-COVID. Um, yeah. And so the next year, I think 23 houses, 24 houses. Jeez. The following year, 30 something. Last year, we did 44. Um, during COVID, we met with a lot of challenges because you couldn't do estate sales. You couldn't put, put a sign in the yard and liquidate things, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so we had to get really creative. Um, and so what we had done was we actually created a, um, most realtors would know what a, um, uh, it's leaving me the name of the Matterport. That's it. Matterport. Ah, uh, uh, you can do like three sixty. Right. So we did a three sixty Matterport. Oh wow! Yeah. Not the property, but for the estate sale. Uh, posted online. We had ten thousand views of that video across the country. Oh wow! People calling in, texting us, uh, and we sold it just like you had a sale, but everybody was virtual. So so during the sale day, we were there. People were literally, you know, I want this, I want that, buying mm -hmm. it, paying us online. We put it in a box and ship it out the door. Uh, we had to have two vehicles that one day just to take the packages to USPS to ship them out. Um, so that worked great. Um, now, post-COVID, we have seen those, those fans and friends and vendors that we were using before, they're coming back now. So they're not on the line. Uh, on the online version, because there's a thrill to the pick, the thrill to the going. <laughs> the drill it all, I can imagine. So, dopamine. Um, so basically, we just we had to hire people. We've got a staff of nine people now um, who all have some training. We've trained them all in 
you know, how to look at assets and decide, you know, A, what they're worth. And if not, to, to know how, what they're worth, how to find that out, how to get that information so that we're pricing things more marketed, more for the market um, and getting a better return. Mm-hmm. Plus, we're sharing that uh, sale, all the items in that sale across the country, across the world. I've, I've sold DVDs and, and VCR tapes to Japan and, you know, shipped it. Oh, wow. Um, and so what we're doing is exposing those items to a greater audience, which increases the um, returns on those items, which goes into the estate account for that executor. Okay. Um, and that's just one small piece of it. So what we're aiming to do is partner with the executor to help them through the entire process, help them understand, oh, um, you know, we, we don't give legal advice, but we work with them and their attorney. And if they don't have an mm-hmm. attorney, uh, utilize um, our reference, our references or referrals to other to our attorneys that we are we've used in the past to give them based on what they need, if that makes sense. Right. Um, partnering with them to give them the the answers they need, and and oftentimes um, our referral to that attorney, they become the attorney for the estate, and that takes mm-hmm. that legal burden off of us. But then we all work together. So I'm talking directly to the attorney. Hey, can we do this? Can we do that? Is that allowed? Is that not allowed? And uh, and what paperwork do you need? So we help get the paperwork together, keep records, what we found, what was listed, what was donated, what was, um, you know, the values of those items, um, which, as we all know, in an estate uh, administration can be crucial, especially mm-hmm. if you're buying and selling real property because those are all tax benefits and those wow. tax benefits are huge. This is the one time that some of these things are allowed to be at hundred um, percent. And so by funneling those together and making them um, one seamless package that I can just literally hand the packet off to the executor who hands it to the tax accountant and the lawyer. Right. The, the executor in many cases, drag. the executor in many cases never has to come back to the property. Um, because we're taking it from that very first conversation all the way through until it's broom swept clean and ready for its next mission, whatever that's going to be, and whether it's sold or leased, that sort of thing. Um, if they want a property, if they want to lease it out, um, I do property management. Um, I kind of learned a hard lesson with the real estate um, because I, I wasn't going to get my real estate license. Right. I was like, why, why should I? I mean, there's realtors for that. Um, and um, I had a, a, I'll give you a quick story about this. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lady from Texas called me and her daddy, this lady's 70 something years old. Her daddy was 96 when he died. He had a two bedroom, one bath, small home in a very um, impoverished part of the city um, and had been, had, had died three years prior. Oh, wow. She had, she had gone to the funeral she literally left the house after the funeral, food in the fridge, locked the door, went back to Texas and had not been able to return. Wow. And her family, through some quirk, ended up getting me. Um, so we went down and checked out the property and found that luckily it hadn't been squatted. It hadn't been broke into. Um, it was exactly like she had left it. Um, and so we did our thing. She signed our contract. She hired us to liquidate everything, got everything together. Everything's going great. So she comes to town. I found her a realtor. 
got a referral. You know, I wasn't a realtor, so I can't get a referral fee, right? right. Um, and so we found her um, a, a realtor and we all went to eat together. Her, she flew in. I picked her up at the airport. We met with the realtor, got a timeline together. And in the dinner, the realtor says, so what about the other properties? This woman had no clue that her daddy had owned quite a bit of property, including this house he lived in. He owned four more houses in the neighborhood that rent checks had been going into a checking account, savings account that she didn't oh, even know about. He owned about seven and a half million dollars worth of commercial real estate, which were all leased to like the Elks Club and the Lions Club oh, and all that good stuff. And, and so, and because of the way things were done back in the 1940s when he returned from war, he bought a track of land in this neighborhood where the city gave him a 99 year lease on his land to run all the utilities. And so they had been paying their lease payments out. Oh my goodness. All that money was sitting there. But because that realtor did her homework, yeah. right? And knew and understood how estates can work. She, I mean, she solidified her contract. She was able to get a listing agreement on all of it. Oh um, my goodness. I think I get I get a nice state gift card every every Christmas. <laughs> I bet she was excited for that referral when it kept. Oh, yeah, I kind of learned a hard lesson there. I was like, you know, and so I went and got my real estate license. Um, and now we do a lot of homes. Um, oftentimes, if if I'm not the listing agent, if the person hasn't contacted me directly, I'll work with brokers from all the all the brokerages. It doesn't matter. I'm with EXP, right. but it doesn't matter. We work with any realtor wherever. Um, it's their client and their real estate deal and right. our estate deal. And we work with them. Hey, do you want me to get the carpets clean? Do you want me to get it painted? Well, here's our timeline on being empty. Um, that sort of thing. Our people can be there in in uh, uh, in place of the realtor for like services that need to be done. And well, there's a there's pretty good tax benefits by having it all done through me because all of that becomes now 100% deductible off the estate final taxes, where the realtor might not have even known to, to have that done or had how to do the paperwork. Oh wow! So getting that education. Well, uh, let's take a step back also, just in case someone's coming up here and they're not even sure what probate or even the state administration is, which uh, could be two different things, but also somebody may not even know what, what those are, you know. Uh, so just folks, when someone passes, especially, uh, well, in North Carolina, we're talking particularly, but when someone passes in, in, in the nation uh, and they don't have the legal remedy uh, set up, even if they have a will, but they don't have a living remedies, their property, their deeds, their personal property, all that has to be probated. Uh, someone has to have the legal authority to settle any debts, to distribute any uh, uh, any inheritance, and to take care of that. So quite often when there's personal property left behind, many personal representatives and family members and loved ones and whoever's in charge aren't sure exactly what to do with the, the material, with the items. And there's opportunities to to monetize those things at times, or it makes sense sometimes to, to uh, you know, to do other things that's best for the uh for the family and for the person representative especially for the estate um so please uh phil uh with your experience please uh can you round that out or fill that out for folks who are maybe not understanding where you come in uh in to be able to say hey let me take a look at this and help you along well, the earlier the earlier in the process that i get involved usually the better overall outcome regardless of if it's another realtor or not um i have realtors who call me um and I'll, I'll say this with a little grain of salt here. 
these, this applies to all realtors in all brokerages, not just mine, not just yours, whatever. Um, there are real estate agents out there who have, they did an estate one time and, and it was kind of an easy thing. And they, they, they feel that they've got the confidence and the experience to do an estate. And I have to caution some of them sometimes because there are so many different things about probate and estate that can really throw things offline. Um, and so part of what I'm trying to do is help the executor make the whole transition the smoothest possible by giving, you know, advice or information or suggestions to say, um, to give you an example, um, I had a realtor not too long ago tell me that, oh, it, this home doesn't have to go through probate. And I'm like, okay, um, yeah, based on what I know of the situation, it absolutely does have to go through probate. Right. And so they're going to go through the whole process and it very well may close. But the problem is, is it's still a cloud on the title. Right. And if it ever comes back, that's going to, it's going to go, you, you've got a nightmare of a transition. Mm. Um, and so helping, helping the executors and, and those relatives understand uh, how those play out um, is critical to making sure that you have a successful project. Um I, I mean, I don't make any more money, whether it's a realtor that's doing it or, um, you know, whether they listen to me or not in regards to that. I don't get any referral fees back from attorneys or anything like that. I simply tell them, hey, you really, you know, you're looking at this maybe the wrong way. And, you know, I don't know all the rules about it. I, I don't profess to. I, I do know that there are professionals to refer them to, to say, hey, you know what, if you're, if I'm, I think you should, you're thinking you shouldn't, maybe you should get an answer you know, spend that $300 consultation with an attorney. Um, and it turned out that when they did go to an attorney, they told him flat out, no, you can't. It stopped everything. It was already in the contract. The family was looking to move out. Um, they were trying to get the, they wanted us to liquidate the remaining contents. And turns out the, the wife um, who made the assumption that she inherited everything because of the way it was structured, because of the way things happened, she was not the heir and she was not the executor and she didn't have the legal authority to sign a listing agreement. She didn't have the legal authority to close on it. Um, and it was a huge nightmare, lots, you know, tens and tens of thousands of dollars to fix it, but she didn't have. So, you know, anyway, the, the, it is important for any realtor or executor to understand it's not just this cut, clean cut, easy, cheesy thing. That's why there's the state administration attorneys that is why there's documents such as wills and trust. Um, I, I, I tell every client I know, if you have the ability to do a trust, you really, really should. Uh, that will really help a lot. So, but um, probate if, if, if you can, absolutely. So exactly, if you can stay out of probate because it's expensive, no matter how you do it. I don't care how much money is in it or how big of an estate it is. Mm -hmm. Probate is expensive, and it usually will. You know, that's why they don't want to take it to probate. I get it. But I mean, the alternative is just, you know, you try to go down the road, you try to sell this property and it may have been transferred in your name 10, 20 years ago, but now you try to sell it. There's a cloud on the title because it didn't, wasn't properly probated 10, exactly. 15 years ago. And then you, and, and, yeah. and then, and then you have the wonderful opportunity of heirs. So mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, a lot of executors i've had executors hire me just to be the interface with the heirs oh man um because Woo. they get along 
So uh, my worst example is there was 12 people to agree oh, on everything. I mean, everything <laughs> that happened, 12 people had to agree. Every step, each and step they had to. Each other's throats for the last 30 years. Wow. Hadn't spoken to each other 20, 25 years. And, um, and I, of course, I'm the guy that has to call them up and say, you know, so what is your approach, Bill? And I'm here to, to right. you know. So what is your approach, though? Because there are a lot of, I mean, there, I mean it's, it's one, we have someone who's just passed away. That's never really, or quite often not a you know great situation. You have, you have situations like that are even less complicated, but still require some type of high emotional IQ. What is your approach to uh, the executors or the uh, people involved um, to help them? connect to you i suppose because i mean you're getting I wanna, yeah i need i have to get past the whole realtor chasing property thing yeah. um it's the same i've had people I, when i make that first phone call and say you know what i do i've had people just you know go off on me you know how shameful and you know and i'm like i understand maybe you have the experience of dealing with this but there's a ton of people who don't know and my mm -hmm. role is to offer Right. that bridge to help get them through that process you know i don't profess to know all the answers but like i said mm -hmm. i've got some experience and kind of have a general idea i understand what might fly in mecklenburg county might not fly in iredale county for example um things the rules are a little bit different in every county and just through the experience of that understanding you know timeline if nothing else you know if it's in union county i can expect that we are going to be able to move forward in relatively short order in Mecklenburg County, we could be looking at years before we can move forward. Wow. Um, I, I have six houses that are sitting in probate waiting because wow. Wow. probate's not finished and it's not been given the clearance to sell. If the executive doesn't know this, um, that can lead to a lot of problems. So my, my approach is basically I try to partner with them to help them understand those nuances, give them advice, point them in the right direction. The decisions are theirs. Um, to make, um, but I have to try to give them that that uh, that knowledge to help them say, "Here's how you should do this." For example, I'll give you a great one. When it came it comes to firearms, I had a client called, um, had another a realtor from another agency called me, said, "Hey, I've got a guy who needs his mother's estate liquidated." I called him on the phone. We talked. I went over to the house. He's still up in. He's in Illinois, Chicago, Illinois. Okay. And I was like, okay, no problem. Went over to the house. Um, the without trying to get into too much detail, know that he had already come down and had taken possession of the firearms that were in the home mm -hmm. and had taken them back to Illinois for safekeeping. Okay. Which is I, I understand his logic and I understand why right. he did what he did. I immediately told him, I'm gonna make a big recommendation to you that their next trip down, you bring them back. Let's log them in with our FFL. And get them logged in and in a, in a safe area because here's your problem you're in illinois if you get stopped with one of those weapons it's not registered in your name the, there was there was some law enforcement involvement with them uh this person had been in in, in law enforcement and so it turns out one of the pistols <laughs> was was uh created some legal problems for him when he got stopped with it he called me from the jail Wow, <laughs> and I'm like, that's part of the problem. You didn't have them properly transferred. You didn't register them. You didn't properly transfer them. You can take them. You can, you can have them. You can, you know, all that good stuff. 
But if you don't, if you don't get the right paperwork in and understand what you're dealing with, because our FFL, as soon as he ran that number, that serial number, he would have found that there was a problem with it. We could have turned it in properly, kept him out of problems. But, you know, those sorts of things. So that's where our experience comes in. My job is to partner with that executor to get them through the process um, and try to be the hands and feet. They, they decide, hey, you know, we're going to clean the carpets. Okay, well, we're going to get our vendor, have them come in, do the carpets, make sure it's all done. We're going to pay the vendor. The funds come out of the estate um, when we settle our account. Um, the benefit to that is that all of it becomes 100% deductible. Whereas if he just calls Joe Blow, has carpets done, if it's not done under the estate and in the paperwork, he can't take right. that as a deduction. So um, there's a lot of nuances. Wow. I see what you're saying. So you serving as like the hub to find the vendors allows it to go through uh, at least one, I suppose, one's I suppose, account that can be tax deductible because of? Anything your, done in preparation of the estate house yeah. or property can be deductible. And if you said um, that's in North Carolina, that's my understanding of it. I'm not a tax person. Uh, yeah, but I, never, I never had anybody come back and say, oh, they told me it wasn't. Um, a, a good a tax accountant who understands probate knows that anything done in that way. Now, it's all in how you prepare the document. So the invoice is made out to the estate of instead of you know Joe Smith. Um, that sort of thing. And then you collect them and you and you show that they're reasonable cost and all that good stuff. Make sure that you have the paperwork to back it up so that should you go in front of the judge and the judge says, why did you spend $600 on getting a carpet clean? Well, Your Honor, here's what the carpets look like. And by right. cleaning them for 600 bucks, it increased the sale of the house by 20 grand. You know, those are just, you know, made up numbers, but you get my drip. Um, but then also having that relationship with the attorney helps me understand what kind of estate they're dealing with. So whether they need a, a very detailed inventory, you know, where we're counting every fork and every knife, or, you know, do we need uh, a more generalized inventory? Do we need specific uh, values on specific items? Um, so your average estate sale person shows up and says, I'm going to conduct an estate sale. And I will give you an example. Um, let's say they go through the drawer and they find this little piece. I don't care what we call it a brooch. Let's call it a brooch because this has happened to us. Finds this little brooch in the custom jewelry box, right? Right. Think much of it. Puts it out on the table, sells it for a quarter, sells it for 50 cents. But because they don't have background in understanding how things can be valued or what could be valuable, they didn't take the time to research it. And so we had this little brooch, a nice little brooch, and it said, uh, I forget what kind of organization it was, but it's from the 1800s. It was a... Uh, society for wealthier women that were members who had to be invited and um and when they were invited and and were become a member they wear this brooch and the brooch has their state on it so the state would say maryland or delaware or new york or whatever um and they even had as it turns out this organization has a museum in washington oh yeah and so when we contacted them, they said, oh, no, that can't be one of ours. We've already accounted for all of them that say South Carolina. <laughs> we know where those are. And I said, well, here's a picture. <laughs> lo, and behold, <laughs> lo and behold, this is one that they apparently wasn't a, that familiar with. 
Um, and they gave a substantial dollar amount to the family for that brooch. Wow. And, and I, will, I will tell you, it was five figures. So, man, so I'm hearing a couple of things here. And it goes back to what you said earlier about, you know, realtors and, and I think it applies to attorneys or even across any industry. When you have industries that are wide ranging, like a real estate professional or an attorney, making sure that we, you find or people out there, we find someone who's like has expertise, has the experience in that specific niche or need that you have. Not all attorneys are the same. You don't want to, what do you call them, uh, the door law where anyone comes to the door is going to, or even people who are perhaps they're, they're focused on tr trust and they don't do, you know, probates or vice versa. So making sure that you find people who are, have the experience, have the time, have the knowledge and have the deep connections is so important. Um, and also another thing I'm hearing is that you seem really good, Philip, being able to like see the big problem, big challenges as opportunities in connecting vendors to your, uh, uh, to, to the, the needs of the, the client, I should say. But for someone who is like, who is new or starting out in the either state niche or the probate niche, or, or, or how, how would you recommend they gain as much experience as they can so they can position themselves to serve clients while also that, you know, learning <laughs> at the same time? So, and you, I assume you mean as a realtor. Um, well, as a realtor, as a or as someone who's like a service provider, yeah, yeah, realtor. I would, I would say that. So for realtors, I would say one of the best things they can do is understand the probate process in the county or area they they serve. Mm -hmm. um, understand that process. Go down and meet with the folks in the office. Right. Uh, it's at your county courthouse. Every courthouse has one. It might be conjunction with another department, but if you go in and ask for a probate, they will point you the right direction. Find out who it is there that you need to talk to, to to get their process. They don't give legal advice. They're not going to tell you, oh, you should do this or that. What they will tell you is their process. How How is it handled? They will also tell you what attorneys in their area handle these cases. They're not going to tell you one or two. They have to give you a list um, or, or all of the attorneys. They have to say, here's all the attorneys in our that are approved to do these in our county, um, kind of that sort of thing. Um, and then take a box of donuts over to those. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I've Durham County. I've done that about three times so far. They love me. And then I absolutely, I'm actually interviewing, um, the assistant clerk tomorrow. So, uh, donuts go a long way. I completely agree. And they'll tell you what they can tell you. Understand there's legal, there's rules to what they can tell you, but probate is the same for everybody in, 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 in that County. Now, every county has little nuances about how they want paperwork, how they want this, how they want that, their timelines. There's some there's some nuances there. Understanding those will make a huge help for a realtor. Um, and when when you're looking at the other parts of the service, that realtor for like like for my service, I have my own in-house staff that I've trained over the last you know years to understand how this process works. So they know when I say I need it broom swept clean, they know that it's needs to be broom swept clean. It means nothing in the house. It means there's no paint in the closet. There's no boxes in the attic. There's no, you know, nothing. Um, downsizing is a little different. They, you know, my staff, when we get a new home, one of the first few questions I get asked is, A, are you the realtor? If I say no, here's the realtor's contact and information. My project manager reaches directly out to the realtor and says, hey, what's what should be left? Okay. What is your plan? What is your timeline? When do you want to have pictures? 
that sort of thing and work with them to to integrate it um so it's seamless um that takes a lot of the work off the realtor right but it also helps the process along um and it makes us it's not something we have to go back and try to fix later um so if you're a realtor and and you're looking to build that relationship one of the best ways you can do it is by being able to tell your client well here's here's your timeline that you're going to have to face and here's here's how probate works in this county or in this market um and uh, that i think that goes a long way to it and then you need to have vendors that you can rely on i do my own in-house because over time i found that you know it's it's tough to keep vendors um uh Engage like a hauling and cleaning services and right. Well, we have our box truck, we have our trailers, our crews go in and we literally process a home in usually two days. Um, where we've gone through every box and every bag. And and trust me when I tell you, we find whatever's there. Our record to date is 270,000 in cash. Um, in a home, um, we have found whoa, yeah, I was about to ask some of the crazy stories. You found 275,000 uh, siblings that they never knew they had, but turns out the brother that they never knew they had lived right down the street, they went to school together. Um, sounds like my family, <laughs> complicated <laughs> you'd stories. And we contract with the executor, and in that contract, I tell them, Look, there's things that we're going to find that you might not want to know about. And, you know, we're going to tell, hey, you know, we have information. Do you want to know or do you not want to know? Um, we also have a privacy clause in our contract that says we don't divulge details about what we, you know, deal with in your estate. Um, that's an important part of it, too. Um, you got it. I mean, it's easy to tell stories if I'm leaving out names and cities, right? So um, uh, the, the, that develops a, a relationship with the family. Um, and then they come back over and over and over again. I've had I've had gentlemen call me who I liquidated his mother's estate. And then two years later, when he passed, his son called me to liquidate oh, his estate. Oh, man. So, is, is that what most of your work, uh, marketing is coming from? Referrals now? or is it... No, m- most of mine are from distant relative executors. Wow. So realtor calls me and says, I've got a client who lives in Texas. And his mother passed away and, and needs some help getting it liquidated. Gotcha. Um, and then so we make conversation and I'm a realtor. So we use the lockbox and can access the home and um, that sort of thing. Go over and take a look, uh, put together a project. And and basically they never have to return. It's, I mean, unless they just want to. I mean, that's that's they don't uh, we don't run them off. Um, and then we also do the paperwork if they need it. For example, uh, the will says Susie Q gets grandma's wedding gown. So we go in, we find the wedding gown, call up Susie Q. In the will says you get it. How do we get it to you? We're going to ship it to you. Here's We're going to have you sign a document saying it was delivered to you, that sort of thing. Hand it to the executor. Um, they don't have to worry about finding a post office or you know anything like that. So um and then the items we sell we uh the buyers pay the shipping that sort of thing if there's any shipping or delivery fees or whatever um we often try to get everything sold and done before the final clean out um and then we have relationships with uh all of our uh, donation centers so when we call them and say hey can you uh pick up they'll they'll send a truck and we'll load it for them so um that that's that's a big part of it i mean 
just going through all the stuff, figuring out what's there and what's valuable, what's not, what's, you know, I think I mentioned earlier, a family who hadn't spoken to each other for like 25 years, all over a set of silverware that mm. was supposedly stolen. Yeah, his brother thought the sister stole it. He knew she stole it and he was mad because she stole it. And they didn't talk together for 25 years. And we went in there and lo and behold, oh. we found the silverware set in the attic wrapped up in grandma's. Uh, oh my gosh. 25 years over. So I called him up. I said, you know that silverware you've been looking for for all them years? Your sister didn't steal it. I got it. My goodness, I bet he's going to do it. What was his response? Uh, well, it was like, I mean, I, from what I could take of it, I think it just it just broke him. I mean, I really yeah, think I it was. Imagine. That's just many years lost. Oh, my gosh. He had all those years of turmoil over this. And turns out it was just his mom's way because she had early onset dementia before she died. It was her way of protecting that, thinking that she needed to hide it because she was afraid somebody was going to steal it. Well, that's the thing about about the work that, that you're involved in or that we're you know involved in when it comes to estates. Uh, well, one, I want to also just uh, say real quick, though, uh, uh, I love the advice you're giving to realtors or folks who are listening, you might be an investor to just learn the process, learn your craft, get down there and make yourself to be knowledgeable. Expertise is a process. So you have to continue to put yourself in situations to learn and find people who are, are doing it uh, properly. And I hope you all hear some of these stories. Now, this last story seemed like a almost an extreme case. Someone like 25 years hadn't spoke to a sister over some silverware that you were able to find because of your services I'm sure there are other like maybe on the other extremes where people are so happy and relieved that you're taking this burden off them. It sounds like you're even making realtors look good because they're probably getting some of the social credit for a lot of the work. It seems like you're doing preparing the house and all they have to do is go to their client who is probably or possibly maybe I'm assuming in, you know, emotionally charged state at times and. Oh, yeah. It's one of the most difficult things yeah. a person can do. Yeah. Secondary to buying a buying your home, uh, being an executor, while it sounds on its face to be something fairly simple, mm. it is an emotional roller coaster for whoever does it. Um, uh, they, I mean, I've had everybody from the son, the daughter, the cousin, the the, the I had one who was a, a great 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 niece, and. For some unknown reason, was named preferred executor. Wow! And she, I mean, the, the lady was like, she said, "I've been at her house like three times in my whole life." She said, "I couldn't tell you what anything. I, I don't know. I don't know nothing about her, you know." But it was a great aunt that you know named her as a preferred executor, um, and so she was in a panic. And I'm like, "Well, that's kind of why we're here to help you." Is you know we can handle the formalities of the probate, um, and then she was able to focus her time with family, understanding the dynamics of the family, instead of boxing stuff up, you know. Um, and then you know, I, I mentioned the story about finding a sibling. Um, that family opted eventually opted to learn the information we had. We told them about this half brother to live right down the street. It turned out, um, and. Uh, for a couple of years there, they got together at Christmas. They're now family that they never knew they had. Uh, unfortunately, the lady that had actually hired us, she passed away. 
okay. um, before she passed away, she got the opportunity to learn about this half brother. She never understood that, you know, but it, it brings, it takes the burden of the physical part of it off, I guess, the, you know, who's going to be there um, to box this stuff up. Can you take a month off to come down and clean out a house and get, you know, this vendor, that vendor, that sort of thing. And that's what void we're hoping to fill. Well, um, I hear, um, well, I hear, I, I hear the, the, the folks that you serve, if like people are, who are the ideal? It sounds like you're serving. I know you said out of state uh, executors and all, but if people were going to give you referrals, um, who, who, who are like the ideal type of folks who should be like picking the phone and giving your service a call um, if they hear this or if they uh, want to, you know, any, any estate, I, I can help with any estate, whatever it can be a downsizing It's just husband and wife. And they've decided, Hey, we're going, we're going to move to a condo at the beach. Right. Okay. Um, right. We don't have minimums. So if you said, Hey, you know what? I'm taking three quarters of the stuff in the house. I want you to sell the rest. We can do that too. Um, the, it doesn't have to be a, a deceased estate. It can be a living estate. Okay. Um, it, you know, there's all kinds of variables. Our goal is to make that transition, uh, just like in your title, life in transition, smoother. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole process. And we can do it usually, um, and I say usually, that happen every time, but most of the time our fees and, and costs are less than they would have had had they done it directly. Right. Even though, and the reason we do that is because we're selling those items at a higher uh, price point. And mm -hmm. so, most every client we have gets a gets a check at the end of our process, um, and most of the time we do not have to have any deposits or anything like that. Now uh, we do hoarder houses, so you know if it's a hoarder house, and I've got in the last one we had had, I think we ended up with fourteen dumpsters. Um, yeah, uh, uh, that was, and it took us like six know. months. Yeah, those kind of projects we do. But here's the thing, they had been given an offer on the home by an investor for like 50 grand. The investor was going to come in and bulldoze the whole thing, throw it all in the dumpsters. And when we got the house empty, turns out there was not a whole bunch bad to the house itself. Once it was empty with some remediation and different things, we were able to put that house on the market and it sold and closed at 279, I think. Wow, look at that. And so pretty difference. Yeah, and that was with very minimal remediation. And we didn't do a whole bunch um, other than get it cleaned out. Yeah. But you don't know until you get it cleaned out, right? And then also in that process, we found a lot of things that the family said they thought were lost forever. Yeah. You know, different you know documents and papers and, you know, military records and stuff like that. So um, it's well worth the time. We do free consults. It's well worth the time to have us come out and let us tell you how we can help, what is, what kind of project, what, what we think can happen with this. Um, and, you know, we build the project around what it is your, your ultimate goal is. So. Well, I appreciate you. I'm not going to hold you too much, but I do have a couple more questions because I mean, so I'll just straight up ask him, what is, what are some of your favorite parts of the job? Cause you can tell that you are, you know, you're knowledgeable and you're passionate about it. And some of these stories about connecting. The first, the first day of purge. Why is that? <laughs> because that's when you find all the treasures. Oh man! It's a treasure hunt, and when you take that's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. I'm sorry. I was a yeah. big. I'm sorry, but I was a big. I love flea markets. I love antique. I love not a void, but I just love even when I was in sales, knocking on doors, just seeing how different people live. So 
I can imagine. Yeah. So yeah, the purge. Oh yeah. Well, purges are kind of it's what we're doing. We're basically purging the place. We we go in with trash bags. We walk in. We'll put one person in a room, and they'll go through that room. They're going to open every drawer, every box, every bag, and look in every pocket and every uh, thing, and figure out what's in here that's just trash. If it's just trash, we put the trash bag and it's going out. Right. The rest we're going to look at. Is it valuable? Is it something the family might want? Is it something the family didn't even know we needed or, or was here? Um, most executors give us a list. Hey, we've been looking for this item or that item. If you find this or you find that, I want it, that sort of thing. Um, you know, the, the childhood nativity scene that they grew up with. You know, they, oh, they if you find that, you know. So, we, and then we start that process. We're staging things up and we're taking pictures. Hey, here's a, you know, king-size bed with, you know, uh, two nightstands and a dresser and all that. We're posting it. We're getting it out there. Hey, this is for sale. Um, uh, that that turns a, a weekend estate sale into a two to three week online sale. Um, on top of that, oh, yeah. and so yeah, the the first day, um, I remember uh, one particular one of our staffers was first day on the job with us, and and we were going through trying to teach how to do things. And there was, if you ever remember. The Sunbeam electric blanket box. This red and white box is about this big. It has an electric blanket in it, right? They were, I think every house in America had one in the 70s. <laughs> um, and this thing is in the closet. It's on the top shelf in the back. The blanket is in it. Um, it's it's not the cleanest, you know, it's 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 been there a long time. Yeah. So we pull it out and and it's covered with dust. And, and the employee says, yeah, and he opens it and he looks in it, it's a blanket, he puts it down, he says, yeah, it's an electric blanket, probably doesn't work, you know, it would probably be a fire hazard at this point because it's <laughs> dirty. I said, but did you empty the box? Did you look in the box? Well, yeah, I looked in the box. I said, but did you take the blanket out? We took the blanket out, that's $5,000 in cash. Wow. But if he had just uh, thrown that in the trash uh, bin. That is you know, oh my goodness. That, because you wow. never know where people go hide money. People hide man, money in the weirdest places. My goodness, man. People are just human beings. We are so fascinating and the stuff that we collect and gather. My yeah, so the first day of that is usually the, the most exciting for me personally, because like I said, it's a treasure hunt. I love being able to call the family and say, we found that piece of jewelry you're looking for. We found this. We found, you know, um, and I have people go, what? You kidding I've had people tell me, oh, there's not a single firearm in that house. My parents would have never owned a gun. We pulled nine out of that house. <laughs> they were hidden in the walls. A lot of stories about, yeah. So, you know, you just never know. And that's part of the fun of it. Um, that's part of the fun part of the job. Um, and, and then the satisfaction of having um, helped the family through it, especially when you have feuding family members and you're, help, you're able to help bring them together over, you know, I've had, you'd be amazed at what families can get uh, torn up about and, you know, uh, just being able to walk both of them through that and get them that literally had to had a box of stuff that one wanted and the other didn't want the other one to have, you know, that yeah. sort of thing, and was able to walk them through that and help them get past that to, to making uh, to getting a settlement to it, you know what I mean? Right. Instead of instead of them ending up even further apart, helping 
because I'm trying to be that intermediary. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I know, you know, I've had to tell families, I know you don't understand why we're doing it this way, but this is the way we have to do it, you know? And it's a little easier for some of them to understand that when it's a third party, not the executive. That, 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 I mean, you almost can't even put a number of value on that peace of mind that you're giving folks and, and just that, uh, that loop, not lubricant, but that, that, that really that intermediary exactly what the word means, you know? Um, I, I wonder though, like with COVID, you already said, or uh, with the pandemic, you already said there was adjustments that you made. And since the new normal has like been here for a long, long time, what are some, I guess, trends or things that you're seeing that you keep kept with you that you had to adjust with uh, during COVID that you're going to keep? Or what are some things that you're like, I'm glad I'm, I'm back at this um, as you move forward in 2023? Just that, um, you know, the rules for sales have changed some. You mean hmm. gatherings of any sort. Um, luckily for estate sales, um, because we do so much of ours online, um, like I said, we don't limit it just that one day uh, or you know, two-day sale. Those happen. Uh, and we do a public sale every just about every one. But a lot of the times, there have been occasions where we put stuff online and we're able to sell it all online and it didn't make sense to do a public sale. Mm-hmm. um with what was left um simply because you wouldn't have generated enough funds to to cover the cost of a sale um so there's those things people are more apt to buy things online now uh yeah. they you know using facebook for example <laughs> uh facebook marketplace uh, tons of stuff <laughs> that, Absolutely. You know, so, dangerous um, place man and a bunch of and, and the market, balls I don't need and stuff. <laughs> right. I mean, I have people coming from Raleigh tomorrow to buy three pieces of furniture from my store because we do have a storefront um, oh, cool. retail store that um, we've taken some of the better pieces that did not sell at that time right. um, and brought them in. Um, we've done some liquidations for folks where we couldn't do a sale at the house, at the home um, for different different reasons. Um, and so we have those items in our in our store. We post them on Facebook. We post them on eBay that sort of thing. And I mean, every day I've got an order for this or I want to buy that. We also you know, deliver um, within reason. Um, and so we're trying to, to continue to build that up. So that's one of the biggest things. All of that turns a two or three day estate sale into a two to three week sale. Um, and it increases the overall returns because it's exposing it to more people. Uh, so our average sale gets about 12,000 views from all of our marketing and all of our methods of marketing that sale, um, just for that one sale. So, um, you know, if so it's going to sell, it's pretty good chance that um, it's going to get the exposure it needs. Oh, very. So, so using the tools like uh, people are more, being more comfortable online, is Facebook Marketplace the main place or do you have your own portal? Or are they, are things working concurrently? Yeah. So, up until recently, we were trying to utilize Shopify because Shopify would put the item in and would put it in multiple markets. They don't do that anymore. Um, and so we've had to readjust that some because of those changes. So we're on eBay. We're on Facebook Marketplace. We have a Facebook page, which we in, 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 uh, really encourage folks to, to follow King's Estate Services. Um, because when we get a new home, we put a whole roll of pictures up of everything in the home. And so you can literally sit there and scroll through the pictures. Yeah, I was looking today. Yeah. Oh, there's that lamp I've been wanting since 1973. <laughs> Message us, hey, the lamp in picture number eight. Can I buy that? Yeah, you can buy it. 
50 bucks and give us your shipping address. We can send you an invoice. You can, you know, PayPal us, Venmo us, all that good stuff. We process it, put it in the mail, ship it to you. Um, and then those funds go into that account for that for that mm -hmm. client. Um, that's that's the the biggest, I guess, the, one of the biggest changes since COVID. Because before COVID, we we just did the three day sale. You know, that was we didn't really do a lot of online because nobody was buying online. Right. But now our market has changed that. So that's pretty awesome, then. And uh, I, I one of my favorite things to do as growing up was going to yard sales with my mom too. I can imagine being able to see it just from the finger, you know, just clicking from the finger makes things a lot uh, smoother for some folks. And like you said, more eyes, more exposure. That's better for the family, better for the estate. Most of the things we yeah. sell are not the item. It's the memory of that item. Wow. So if you're sitting at home, think about this. Think about this. Yeah. You're sitting at home, you're looking through your pictures and all of a sudden you find that GI Joe lunchbox that you had in 1974. And here's a, here's the exact duplicate of it. That's oh man, oh yo! I love shipping. Exactly, Think thinking about, about those memories. Right, you know, at a, an estate sale, it might have been fifty cents. It might have ended up in the trash, you know, because you know it just didn't get the exposure. So that's a huge that's difference when someone's coming to you as opposed to going to like a routine uh, estate sales. That's and that's so because as human beings, we make meaning, and I, I've heard that from uh, some you know, sales training and spaces of folks that I've really resonated with that you're not selling really the benefits of your service, whatever it is, you're selling what that means to them. What does this mean to them? The peace of mind, the the comfort, the the memory of 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 G.I. Joe's and, and Transformers and Snicker Bars, those warm things. So those those are the things that we're uh that can only happen if you coming from the service mindset you're not coming from let me buy your house let me buy all your stuff you have to be able to listen you have to be able to connect with folks and you seem like the epitome of that phil i'm so glad that you gave me you're so generous with your time gave me an hour of your time to be able to chat and learn more i, about I would like time. to tell you one more thing oh absolutely yeah we're, we're growing and we're looking for new markets um we yeah. have we, we feel like there's a pretty good program that can be duplicated in just about every market out there there's a certain way to do it and there's a certain way uh that um it can be accomplished. Um, we are looking to partner with realtors uh, in those markets that we can help them build something like we have and then share it with us. So our, our vision is, is that if we brand this and let's say Kings Estates uh, services in, let's just use Atlanta, Georgia. So I have an agent in Atlanta, Georgia, who's doing kind of the same thing we're doing, but they're using our same platform. So the items they have are going into the same eBay accounts and the same Shopify accounts. And now we're exposing these items even further, um, that sort of thing. Um, so if you're a realtor and you have an interest, reach out. We'd love to talk to you about it. Um, uh, we have we have a couple that are in process right now um, in certain markets, but this can be done in any market. And I imagine there's training and support that comes along. There's a if you're a realtor or an investor or someone out there and you and you're not familiar with the, the space, would your team be able to support them and directing them to be able to? Because you know, if the best better they can be, the better you know it's going to serve you as well and, and everyone involved. So exactly. I imagine all. So where can people find you? That was my next question because we'll drop it in the show notes. All that good stuff. Facebook, Kings Estate Services. Uh, my company is Kings Estates and Realty, LLC, and I'm brokered by EXP. 
um, I have to you know, give that. Um, they're, they're aligned, but they're, you know, they are separate business lines. Um, EXP doesn't have any part of the estate piece. Um, okay. Just this, that's my broker. Um, but um, uh, 704-309-9279 is my sale number. You can call me anytime. Uh, well, I'd prefer you text me. <laughs> uh, I, get hundreds of, I get a lot of calls. Um, but um, 704, yeah, can you say that again? 704-309-9279. Uh, King's Estate Services on Facebook. You can message the page. Um, you just send a direct message to me on there. You can send it to the page. Um, I get them all the time. Uh, I got four right now. <laughs> hey, hey, super <laughs> four responsive. Message. I tell you, uh, I know from 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 experience, folks. And it's not it's not a big investment. It's it's especially if you have the desire to to do this kind of work and uh and already you might already have uh, parts and pieces of it already um i had one who was bringing online right now had she has three teenage sons and she utilizes them for labor uh, pays, <laughs> yeah. them, pays them some hourly rate to help her with you know organizing the house and that sort of thing um she's providing that service and um it it's a value-added service to your real estate business that increases your bottom line. Um, and it, and like I said, I protect brokers. So if a broker calls me about a property that they are wanting to get a listing on, even if they don't have a listing yet, I will go with them to the listing presentation and tell them about my services and help them close that deal. Oh, wow. um, and the reason I say that is, is because the first thing I tell my client, if you have a realtor and I'm not your realtor, don't talk to me about the real estate business. Right. Don't tell me about what you're doing on the real estate side. Let me get that information from your realtor. The reason for it is, is because then I can bring a buyer. If I stay clean of the information and I'm not a seller sub agent by being given information I shouldn't, then I can bring a buyer or one of my other agents. I have two other agents that I uh, have been bringing along. They can bring a buyer. Um, and so there's nothing better, and especially in our market that we had last year, to know that there's a three bedroom, two bath. 2,000 square foot home coming available in that neighborhood in three months. <laughs> yes. That, I mean, and just imagine. My, my buyers, hey, I, if you're needing a three bedroom, two bath, oh yeah, can you wait a month? I got the perfect one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ready for so, a month. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to uh, stay connected offline so we can uh, continue to chat because, hey, the triangle area, I'm not sure what that looks like for you, but definitely would love to talk to you more about that. And it's... It's a, it's just an exciting time because, you know, a lot of people are concerned about the market and, and from my humble, you know, understanding, there's always going to be real estate, <laughs> but the way you're going to be able to differentiate yourself is one, maybe one going into the niche, but also really having value that you're able to lead with. And so what I'm hearing you say, Phil, is having this type under your tool belt is going to differentiate yourself. During Charlotte, a, market, some Charlotte market has 600 plus properties per month in probate. Those are every one of those are potential clients for me or realtors. So interest yes. rate up, interest rate down. It doesn't, people are always going to pass away. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people who pass away without the legal remedies that's going to uh, protect their assets and not have to have to go through probate. So we might as well be able to be here and serve those folks. And then, hey, we can help the family. That's a great referral to uh you know a state attorney down the road but i think uh, our record for transactions off a single estate was seven wow 
So the Keep state home, I was a listing agent. Um, a, client, a customer came into the sale and decided to buy the property. Um, so uh, she went with no representation. If I remember correctly, she went, uh, she had us write the offer um, as, uh, as unrepresented buyer. And then because she was buying this house, she wanted us to sell her house. And she wanted us to sell her parents' house because she was moving them in with them. And then because of the relationship, I ended up with, I think, two other, three other properties to sell from her family. So I think our record is seven estate, pro seven pieces of real estate transaction based off the one in a counter with the estate. So, uh, so folks, it is a niche that is just waiting to be served and fill out. Oh my gosh, Kings Estates, go check them out on Facebook. Check him out. You got his phone number, 704-309-9279. And as you said, you're thinking about this nationwide. So wherever you listen to this, you, you could uh, still reach out even if you're not in the you know Charlotte, Mecklenburg area, right? Yes. Oh. Any market any any market in the United States is game for this. Um, I'm not well-versed in probate in foreign countries. Um, I think it's probably a lot different, but... I mean, if you know your probate there and you want to try to do yeah, service yeah. like this, the service part is what I'm talking about. Real estate's real estate, right? Um, mm -hmm. You got to be able to blend it, but um, I can teach that part. Um, the uh, the goal there is to make a network because that gives you the exposure you need. I'd love, I'd love to be able to tell my clients, hey, we have a network of, of uh, agents across the country. So if you're here and you need the services in Dallas, because right now I got people in Dallas who needs a service here. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so that's great. But then I have people here that needs this service there. And, right. and there isn't a vendor like that. And so there's there's the challenge. I can see the vision. I can see the vision there. It, so as we head out, though, what's one thing that you may uh, give folks uh, that could be like a, uh, a tip for being able to succeed and, and, and survive in this uh, space or thrive, I should say, in this space? Quit, quit making real estate about property and make it about people. Ding, 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 ding. This process, ding, this ding, portion ding. of real estate is about the people. As property is secondary. Mm -hmm. It's about the people. It's about helping families do what's one of the toughest things they do. Um, Absolutely. You know, they say that buying your first home is your biggest investment. Well, deal with one of these. And I'm going to tell you that that kind of changes your, your outlook mm -hmm. on it. So. Absolutely. And I think any executor will tell you that dealing with an estate, especially the larger they are, the more entailed they are, the harder they are, the, the more uh, uh, stressful they are. So anything that you can do to help that executor get through it is a plus. And it will build you a relationship that, I mean, it's not the typical re realtor relationship. So build your people skills, being a good quality person, integrity, clarity competence oh man so those are all things like Jim Rohn you you never rise to the level of your goals you always fall to the level of your system so being able to be that person or be that thing or, or the other quote that he says the great thing about your goals is not reaching them necessarily but the person you become to reach them so to be able to be a people person and to serve with that that type of heart that type of mentality uh says a lot and speaks a lot so I really appreciate it. it's been great uh, getting to know you uh and learning more about uh, your services and i look forward to continue to connect with you outside of this as well i look forward to it as well absolutely folks if you are listening to this on the podcast or wherever you're listening i would love for you to hit the 
review. Give me a honest review. Would love a five star, but an honest review is great. It helps us reach more people. This is the Life in Transitions Expert Podcast. We're here helping folks who um, who are dedicated to help people through those big transitions in their life, prepare for them and to navigate them smoothly. If you are one of those professionals, maybe you're an estate or attorney or estate professional, I would love to sit down and work with you as well and and learn more about you. Helps me be a better person. I've learned several things today that I'm like, I can't wait to get off the phone and 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 keep you on my calendar so we can uh, you know learn and grow and uh, be a part of each other's journey. Um, so if you're one of those folks, definitely reach out. We'd love to chat with you and see if we can get you on the show. Other than that, folks, as I always say, rising tides, it lifts all sails. Heck yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Life and Transition Experts podcast. Please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you prefer to listen to your podcasts. Also, remember to join the Life and Transition Experts Facebook group to help us continue to grow and reach others. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.